Hey everybody, welcome to the Red Beard Podcast. Happy Halloween. This weekend is Halloween weekend, so I hope you guys are doing something fun. Today we got an awesome episode for you. We are going to keep this real Halloween packed for you. So um, we're going to talk about our three favorite top horror movies, and then we're also going to talk about whether or not we believe in ghosts and if we've had some experiences. And I know Ren is new to the podcast, so she has some experiences that we haven't heard about yet. I don't believe it all. Yeah, we knew that. Uh, that's just foreshadowing. Stay tuned. Do it ahead and how about that? Do it red hair and I don't care. Red Beard Podcast. Red Beard Podcast. Red Beard Podcast. Gonna. Beer Podcast is brought to you by these cool dudes. <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? Ren, what's going on? Hello. Cooley, what's up, bro? What up? Dude, I'm excited because Halloween is this weekend. Um, you guys are pumped. It sounded like you strained your voice on that, man. Are you okay? <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> you sounded like an old man that fell down. Getting up. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be when we record this podcast when he's like 90. Welcome to the Red Beer Podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Um, I got the mange. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Well, this weekend's Halloween. Uh, I'm pumped. Uh, I'm psyched because um, I think all of us are going to the same work party. Are you going? Possibly, question Possibly. mark. Okay, cool. You're going, right? Possibly, question mark. All right, cool. Well, I'm going, so I'm like, that's, that's one out of us. I'm too old to watch people get sloppy that I don't even really like, but I get paid to be around. It's oh. going to be fun, though. Trust me, it's a good party. Uh, if I could trust myself to go and not get so fucked up that I have no idea that I was there in the first place, <laughs> I'll probably go, but I don't know. You should go. It's going to be fun. Bring so. a friend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, um, yeah, being that it is Halloween weekend coming up, um, happy Friday, everybody. Um, we're going to talk about our favorite three horror movies. Um, and Ren, since you haven't been on a Halloween episode yet, um, I'm actually going to give you the honors to go first and talk about, we're going to, everybody's going to do their number three first and then we'll do our number two and go around. So word before, okay. before you go though, can I just say that your enunciation is impeccable? Thank you. I appreciate it. We're going to talk about our top three favorite horror movies. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm trying to, oh I'm trying to keep my Rhode Island under wraps today. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys have heard some weird R's just like go out the window in this podcast. Yeah. So it's, I could have said horror. We're going to talk about our favorite horror movies today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, all right, Ren. Um, Number three top horror movie. Go for it. Okay. I would say that is 1992's Candyman. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. That Candyman. is a terrifying movie. It plays in with like the myth of saying, um, you know, this creature's name three times, which is always terrifying because I'm sure many of us had played that as a child. And then it's a giant man with a hook hand covered in bees yeah. coming out of the wall at Cabrini Green in Chicago. Like, that's terrifying. <laughs> He's terrible, and he's so tall. Yeah, and, he is. And there's no happy ending. Like, even the one lady who's like, I can figure this all out. He's like, nah, you're coming with me, bye. Yeah. There's, like, no happy ending. There's nothing positive in the whole entire movie. It's just, like, horror and death and weird graffiti for no reason. And it's a bad scene. It's very scary. And, and Candyman was, was 80s. Was it, like, late 80s or was it early Ni 90s? 92. Was 92. It, it was yeah, early, early 90s. 90s. Yeah, definitely. So, because that came out with a kid, and I remember like a lot of my friends were watching it, and then I watched that, and I was like, "Oh wow, I'm not gonna sleep for a little yeah. bit." <laughs> you know what I mean? So, ah, oh, terrifying, terrifying. Good movie, good, good pick. Thank Cooley, you. what's your top three or number three? Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, Night of the Comet. Okay. Ooh. I've actually never heard of that. Really? Yeah. What? What's that? So basically, there's a. Have you heard of this? No, round? I've never. All right, this this is something that may just be for me anyway. Um, it's a it's I believe it was I believe it came out in the eighties. 
um, and it was basically just this uh, this post-apocalyptic like era where you know this comet strikes. Uh, I think it's. I actually think it might be in Chicago, um, and this town is just like basically uh, like devastated and like the people that survived most of them have turned into like these mutants from the radiation from the comet mm-hmm. and there are these uh these people like most of the people that like they not most of the people but the survivors that are like the main characters of the movie are uh teenagers mm-hmm. or you know like basically in their like late teens um and they're basically like mall hoppers and they they go to the mall and like they just like they're basically just living it up in this post-apocalyptic world where there are no adults no uh nobody to tell them what to do but like quickly like they realize that you know things are not as fun as they they should be because there are all these like mutants and creatures that in dangers that are that are present um and then like obviously the military gets involved and uh it's just it's just a really cool um like vision of what would happen if you woke up one day and just everything was was just you know devastated like gone yeah that sounds pretty cool yeah i mean not in reality but for a movie yeah like if you woke <laughs> up and your expectation was i'm gonna go to work today and then you're like oh i guess i'm not going to work today but you know what i might go to the mall anyway and see what they got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> What about you, honey? <laughs> oh, you're a m- fucking zombie mutant. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> gonna have to put you down. Go into the mall. What happened since ten o'clock when I went to sleep? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the whole world has changed. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's uh it's really cool. Uh, I recommend checking it out at least once. Uh, Night of the Comet. It's not. It's definitely not. You know, James Cameron. Mm-hmm. But it's uh it's a low budget 1980s uh, horror film that was you know, created around the time of uh, Return of the Living Dead. I don't know mm, if you've, you've yeah. seen like those like comedy slash horror uh, versions of like, you know, the Night of the Living Dead stuff. Um, it's it's around that era. So like there is like some there is a little bit more humor to it than than scariness, but um, definitely worth watching. Awesome. All right. Word. <clears throat> um, my number three is The Exorcist. Ooh. which is more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is my number three because there are other movies that um, I've watched more. They may not be as scary as The Exorcist was to me when I first saw it, but I've watched those more. So they you know, kind of have gone down to my number one and number two. But The Exorcist, everybody knows what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, originally based on a 1971 book written by William Peter Blatty, um, which uh, was actually, um, he based that, exorcist story on uh something that happened to a 14 year old boy and um that's how the book came about but then the book was like selling a lot and um they decided to make a movie out of it in 1973 and that became probably one of the scariest movies of all time um it's one of the few movies that people actually went to go see it and had heart attacks in the movie and died um so um and i think the other reason why that movie is scary to me is i was raised catholic um so the whole thing about possession and the devil being the epitome of evil Mm. and taking over a child's body which is you know another form of uh innocence is just really disturbing to me um and um i don't know there's just a lot of it's just that that fear of the unknown and how something can kind of come into somebody's body and you need priests and it's a whole ritual and it's just so um archaic like the whole ritual too and i think that really freaks me out um but i mean i don't really need to talk about it most people have seen the exorcist you know what i'm talking about and of course uh, of course the uh horrifying crab walk that she does backwards down the stairs is just ultimately terrifying to me because they had a contortionist do that it just doesn't look right (laughs) so um that in itself is horrifying so that's my number three um, and you're like giving me the look like you can't even deal. Like I can't watch it. It was so creepy the first time I watched <laughs> so it. Like, creepy. oh, so creepy. I saw it the first time I saw The Exorcist, it was with my dad. And he was like, you are only allowed to watch this with me if you sit on the couch next to me, watch it. And it was the TV version. So, okay. so it, my dad probably wouldn't have let me see it if he knew a lot of that stuff was going to be cut out. And then like, I think it was maybe like 10 years later, they re-released it in the theaters and I mm-hmm. went in and saw it with a buddy of mine and I saw all the stuff that I didn't see. 
and it was horrifying. Oh, and I think yeah. during the re-release, though, like I, th- I think what you saw in the re-release was actually like a, a special edition, like like where they actually added a bunch of stuff well, too. Well, they added things like there's when like that crab walk I think was added to the special edition that wasn't in the original. That that was actually a, a CGI. Um, like no, model. that was no, that was real. That was in the original. That was a, they hired a contortionist to actually walk backwards down the stairs. Are you sure? Yeah, I look it up. I know that because I've watched like behind the scenes and they talk about it. But the in the re-release, the mother is walking through the house, and on the hood of the stove, you see a flash of a demon's face, which wasn't in the original. Whoa! And then that's supposed to be like you know that it's watching her, and then. And that face pops up in different points of the movie. And then, but the scene that I didn't see when I was a kid where she's basically stabbing herself and her like lady parts with the crucifix. Like I had not seen that when I watched it with my dad and I was like, what? You know, so that was just seeing that and then seeing it all over again as a older person with, you know, all that added stuff was still horrifying to me. So that's my number three. Um, Run back to you. Number two. My Just number. Th- I, I do have a question yeah, for you, yeah. Tom. Mm. So that's your number three movie. Number three. The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Like number three, like your top horror movies, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a really, 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 really well done television show called The Exorcist. Based on The Exorcist. Yeah. It's not called The Exorcist. It is based on The Exorcist, right? Yeah, yeah. My question to you is, this is one of your top three favorite mm-hmm. horror movies. How are you neglecting to watch this show? So I, my mother being a huge fan of The Exorcist watches the show and loves it. I think it's one of those shows that I've been meaning to watch, but it keeps slipping like mm-hmm. my, my cue of things that I need to watch. Um, Don has also watched it, really loves it. Um, it's not something I'm neglecting. It's something that I just like, it keeps slipping the, my grasp and I forget to watch it. Um, but that's something that I plan to watch because um, I've heard good things about it. It's just one of those things where, I, I don't know, anytime something comes out that is like trying to latch on to something, I'm also a little, like, there's a little bit of hesitation, and I guess that's, I'm kind of contradicting myself, mm-hmm. because I, even though it's very different, I, I'm, I like the way I felt when I watched the, the movie, so like watching something, it's, I don't know, it's weird, but yeah. I probably will, I probably will check it out very soon, uh, because I do want to watch it, so, I, right. yeah, so there you go. Cool. Cool. Ren, number two. My number two is going to be 1977 Suspiria. Oh, all right. Suspiria. Suspiria. I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. It is a very strange movie. Like, if you're familiar with David Lynch's, like, visual little cues and stuff like that, it's similar to that where it's got, like, reds and pinks and candy colors and you really focus on the visuals. And it is about a ballet academy, but it's super terrifying. It's an Italian horror classic from Dario Argento, who's like a godfather of Italian horror. And it's super creepy around this time of year. You'll see theaters who actually play, you know, film still. They'll do movie nights of it. And it's one of those movies you have to see. Isn't that... um, Did... I like I said I don't remember seeing the whole thing, but all I remember is was it something like it was like an overseas location or so was it like Germany or something where it yeah. took place. Okay, all right, because I got that. That's all I remember really. Yeah, Germany. Yeah, it's super dark, like from what I did see, but oh, I just yeah. never finished it. Yeah, and that might be why I was like, oh, <laughs> this is making me feel uncomfortable. Oh, totally. <laughs> to change it. So, but no, it's um, I gotta I gotta check that out. Please do. Yeah, the fact that it's your number two, I might have to go back. All right, word. Cooley, number cool. two. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. All right, cool. So he's got some comedy in there. Um, It's it's a movie that uh, took itself seriously enough to be like an actual zombie movie, Mm -hmm. but also focused on a character that was just like a a down on his luck, like uh, like submissive type, uh, like beta male character. and it was just kind of fun to watch him transform into the hero of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it was great. I love um, I love like the use of like just like character the character interaction and the the um, 
like the parents and like, you know, just like how everything just kind of comes together and, and makes you feel like, you know, you know, this dude is going to die and <laughs> there's nothing that any, anybody's going to do. But he ends up like actually being very, uh, very resourceful. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, it's just it's it's a pretty funny uh, movie. Um, so if you haven't watched it, give it a shot. Uh, and and watch it all the way through because the beginning can be a little bit slow um, and not necessarily very funny, but like all the stuff in the beginning of the movie is like actually it all comes together in the end and like gives you that kind of like aha moment and, you know, makes you feel like it was all worth it. And it, it's just it's just really well done. I'd have to watch it again. I saw it once in theaters and I thought it was like decent. But for me, it was just like I feel like Shaun of the Dead also had like a lot of like British humor in it. Uh, like and it wasn't you have to watch it like minimum three times to be like this movie is amazing okay because mm-hmm. yeah because the once i saw it like i laughed like don't get me wrong but it was like i was like ah, oh, you know but a lot of people love it it's like it's got that cult following oh yeah so, i mean it's edgar wright yeah um, and it's in the cornetto trilogy yeah yeah yeah, yeah so i mean it de- i mean you definitely want to you know you know watch like you know, Hot Fuzz and... Yeah, um, Hot Fuzz I saw. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And then I saw Shaun of the Dead in theaters. So that's... I knew they were like connected. And the, the yeah. end of the world. The world's I did not end, see yeah. that. Yeah, the world's end. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't see the world's end. Um, so. like it's just you, a pub crawl. Okay. okay. <laughs> With you wanna, aliens. You want to watch the whole thing just to kind of get the... Like the... Like just the full experience, I should say. Like mm. there's really there's really nothing that connects the three mm-hmm. aside from the inside jokes and the inside jokes are really like what kind of brings everything to life once you've seen all three yeah. all three films yeah. um, is the world's end wait a minute is the world's end the one where they they're trying to get to a bar yeah they go mm-hmm. they then go I through a see giant that. I've seen all three then oh yeah okay yeah I know what you're talking about yeah okay cool. with the creepy yeah. like still walking yeah. alien creepy yeah okay I've seen all three then all right good to know all right, Shaun of the Dead. Um, What's your number two? Number two. So my number two was a tie originally, and then I narrowed it down to the number two. Um, <laughs> it was a toss-up between the original Alien, okay. and um, and I'll tell you which one is my number two. But Alien first was like, because I've seen it a lot, it was one of those first movies where it was like this thing that we'd never seen before. It super creeps me out with the face hugger, and everybody knows I'm a huge Alien fan. But... Um, it ended up being Fire in the Sky, um, oh. which uh, Fire in the Sky is not, I don't know if most people would consider it a horror movie. I was just um, thinking that. Um, but it's also, um, it was horrifying to me um, because uh, one, it's based on a true story, uh, the abduction of Travis Walton. and Well, quote unquote true story. Well, it's, well, it's a true story. Whether people believe that he actually got abducted is where that comes in. Hmm. But he, um, he got abducted by like the true story of a fake story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, um, he, it was actually a, it was a a, DB Sweeney actually played Travis Walton. Um, and I cannot remember the guy's name, but he played, um, the Terminator that the T 1000 in Terminator two, the one that was the, the liquid metal one. Thank you, Robert um, Patrick. Robert Patrick. Thank you. He played um, Travis Walton's yeah. best friend. And anyway, he gets abducted by aliens in Arizona. They're all you know loggers who basically cut down trees and stuff. Um, but it wasn't the abduction that really terrified me. It was what happened when he had a flashback in the movie. Um, he has like he he's still dealing with like PTSD from this whole abduction and they're having this welcome home party. And it's like too many people for him at once. And he freaks out. He crawls under a table and his wife can't find him. And then she sees him and she's trying to get him out from under the table and he starts freaking out and he knocks over this bottle of syrup on the table and it, and it go, it's go, they show you the track going over the side and then it falls off the side of the table. And for the angle where he is up against the wall, it hits like right below his eye and it triggers him to have this whole flashback of what happened to him. And I saw this when I was like 13 and it freaked me out. I had nightmares for like a week. I couldn't sleep. I was thinking I was going to get abducted. I was like losing my shit. Oh my God. So for me, that movie mentally disturbed me. And I think that started my whole fascination with like UFOs. And I started doing a bunch of research. So, but like the whole scene is just terrifying. There's these aliens that like, like he wakes up in this like cocoon thing that he has to break out of. And then they, they, grab him and drag him through they put him on this like operating table 
put this thing over him and they're shoving stuff down his throat and doing all these weird operations. And like that for me to see as a 14 year old kid was horrifying. Mm. And, um, and it's not, it's more of like a dr- like a thriller, like a suspense. But that scene for me was like straight horror. So, um, that's my number two is fire in the sky. Wow. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend I it. I have not seen it's it. It's like 90. It's like now it's probably nineties cheesy, but when I saw it, it was just like, it was terrifying to me. Spooky stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fire in the sky. Duran, you're number one. My number one. Wow. What's this, your number one? This Whoa. is like also one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, which is why it's number one. It's not necessarily like ultra spooky or anything. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> it is 1985's Fright Night. Oh yes. This is one oh. of my favorite movies of all time. It had a terrible remake. Um, With uh, Colin Farrell. Oh yeah, and Anton Yelchin, or how yeah. you pronounce, rip in peace, homie. Yeah. Um, but you this, know the guy from the original Fright Nights in that he makes an appearance. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty much a kid who. You know, he's got, he's going through like the, I got my girlfriend, I'm trying to bang her out. And he's got like the really nerdy friend. And then, oh, a vampire moves in next door. Nobody believes him. Like he just keeps seeing like women disappear into the house. There's like a maybe gay for the vampire um, carpenter who's does his like daytime duties. Yeah. Um, He's got some feminine (laughs) qualities. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm in love with you, Jerry Dandridge. But it's it's ultimately terrifying because this kid loses his best friend, his girlfriend to this vampire, and nobody believes him. Like he's he's just alone, and all these terrible things are happening next door. He loses everyone he loves, mm-hmm. and it's his fight to try and get them back. And he does get his girlfriend back, but his best friend is gone. He's a, he's a vampire, and mm-hmm. it's just it's super terrifying because it's if you put yourself in that place and you were like. I'm a teen. I'm home alone, and everything bad is happening. <laughs> I hate. I, what drives me crazy is like those movies where people don't believe you. Yeah. And it's like you're trying to do like like me. I I always have that thought like, what would I say if another people? I'd be like, hey, you remember that movie where like nobody believes the kid, and then it ends up being true. This is happening. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's like a D-list like <laughs> made-for-TV horror movie host who he's like. <laughs> You you can you can you know get rid of vampires right and he's like no like vampires aren't even real and then he's like oh my god I'm an old guy and I have to do this vampires are real yes. and he has like one friend uh-huh. in the entire world and it's this old guy who is pretty much like Elvira a yeah. horror movie host mm-hmm. so good I mean not to mention you got um, Chris Sarandon playing the vampire Elizabeth yeah Shore, who, who also voiced job. Jack Skellington yes, he did. in Nightmare Before Christmas but not the singing parts fun fact Danny Elfman did those you mm-hmm. wouldn't know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also was um, the I forgot the character but um, the prince in Princess Bride yeah um, yeah a lot of people forget about that so when we went to Terracon he was there uh, Chris Sarandon and um, Don actually uh, met him went up and was like I gotta meet this guy that's he's awesome a huge Fright Night fan and I went up with him and I didn't like want to necessarily meet him but I was like alright cool but he was wearing a glove like I don't think he wanted to actually like shake people's hands oh yeah after so, the circuit doing that multiple years yeah. I wouldn't so he uh, you know he was super nice and I was like nice to meet you man he was like nice to meet you and I was <laughs> like holy shit it's the guy from Fright Night <laughs> it's, like, you know, it's just weird like when you see somebody in person so surreal but that's uh, such a good number one. Oh yeah, yeah. alright Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Coolie. Let's take you back all the way to 1968. Whoa. 1968. Before there was color, I think. I can't remember because I wasn't there. But this movie in particular was not in color. Um, It is Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, George A. Romero, uh, who passed away this year, mm-hmm. I believe. I didn't know that. Um, yep, he did. A okay. a true master um, of horror, terror, um, in the sense that he created this uh, this world uh, in this Night of the Living Dead film that has endured. You know, into present day. I mean, Kirkman uh, will tell you in a heartbeat 
that Night of the Living Dead was the inspiration for The Walking Dead um, with like with no bones about it. I mean, because because it, it's not about the zombies. It's mm-hmm. not about the people that are coming out of the grave and walking around. As a matter of fact, most of the film takes place inside of a house uh, with survivors and people that are like trying to, you know, stay alive. And the the whole thing is based on um, these folks and their reactions to the the environment and what's happening around them. So like just the concept of The Walking Dead as we know it um, and love it is that, you know, we're focused on Rick and his survivors and you have all these other groups of survivors that they encounter and how they react to the, you know, the 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 apocalypse, the zombie apocalypse and mm. how they deal with it and how they deal with each other as human beings and the humanity of it. That all comes from Night of the Living Dead mm-hmm. and and a small house of survivors and how they dealt with the situation and how they dealt with each other and the psychology of it. So um, psychologically terrifying and uh, very uh, somber. Yeah, mm-hmm. that there's ending not, yeah. messed me up. <laughs> yeah, talk about not having a happy ending. Yeah. This is this is like the, the grandfather of films like that. So The most um, somber ending. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is my number one, uh, horror movie of all time. Good choice. And yeah, that's it. I like that. It's an old, like black and white film. They can still have that effect mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? How old were you when you first saw that? Oh, I was, uh, geez, I think I was like seven. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> what? Jeez. <Yeah. laughs> oh my God, dude. How did you even know what was going on really? Like at seven? I mean. <laughs> the disc, did this I just, come on? They didn't know you were watching it. Yeah, yeah. I just totally like just started watching it, and I was I I saw like you know like them going like driving, and they you know the car like I think they got a flat tire. I can't remember exactly what it was, but something happened to the car. It either ran out of gas or they got a flat tire, and they were on their way to a wedding, and the the couple sees this guy walking around and I'm just like, Oh, this is interesting and I'm watching it and Was it I thought sudden, it was the brother and sister visiting their mom at the at Was it a brother and yeah, sister? Yeah, I think it's brother and sister yeah. and it's like, it's they're something. coming to get oh, you Bob. The guy, the guy that they see walking around was like in a tux though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I knew something some there was I think something. they're like visiting like their mom or dad at, yeah. at the grave. Yeah, so like they they're there and like I see the guy walking around like and I'm just like, "Okay, this is this is weird." And then all of a sudden I realized that it was like a dead dude and I was like, "This is this is awful." Yeah. <laughs> and I was just stuck. Like I, I don't know like if if you've ever done this as a as a kid, but you start watching something and then you just freeze and you're just like mesmerized and you can't move and you're just like watching it and you're oh, sucked yeah. into it and like you're now in the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now it, like you just wait for it to be over. And when it's over, you're just like, you're probably still staring at the TV for a little while, just processing what you watched. And then you grow up to be somebody like me. If you watched it as a kid, that is like, <laughs> that's hyper realistic to watch as a kid. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and then the end has like almost war footage. Like if you've ever watched any kind of like war biopic, the end has that kind of footage. Yes. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And then and and from that point on, like I I was like obsessed with like the undead, not mm. necessarily just zombies, but like anything that was anything that was dead but not dead, like vampires, uh, mummies, zombies, uh, ghouls, any, anything. Um, and that was like that just became this complete obsession, and it wasn't. To the point where I was like investigating shit and trying to find actual zombies. It was just like, wow, this is like super entertaining. And like I'd I'd look up like all the lore and the mythology around it and like, you know, like the uh the mythology behind like, you know, like the you know, the Greek underworld and all all that stuff just started fascinating me and like that that got me like into that that became the springboard for getting into like comics and, and fantasy movies and shit like that. So like like Night of the Living Dead really did inspire a, a ton of things that that helped me become who I am. All awesome. right, man, uh, that's awesome. Uh, I can't believe you saw that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I just picture a little coolie sitting there, like, ah, I'm gonna die, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, all right. Well, wow. All right. My number one um, is a uh, is a movie that is in color. Um, a 1975 Steven Spielberg film called Jaws. 
Oh my um, gosh. That is my number one horror film. I have probably watched that more times than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't plan this, but I realized I'm wearing my, my, my paws uh, <laughs> shirt. It's basically a, uh, a cat coming up and grabbing a mouse like a parody of Jaws. But um, everybody... Now, is, this, is this a movie that you think... Um, is it technically classified as a horror movie or do you classify it as a horror movie? No, I think it's classified as a horror oh, movie. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's it's yeah, definitely. I mean, if you go on um Like cuz I never looked at those as horror movies. Like, well, you know, they, actually technically I I found it in like in horror in a horror genre before, but like I would call it like a thriller. Yeah, it's a it's a thriller, but I mean, it's horror or I, an adventure like action like thriller um where like like those movies, like Deep Blue Sea, this, um, like uh, Orca. Mm-hmm. Oh um, my gosh! Oh orca. God. Yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> the baby comes in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, according to IMDb, it is an adventure drama thriller. Wow, I nailed it. But I, but Very then specific. I've also looked up like top horror movies of all time, and Jaws is in there. Oh yeah. So okay. I really, I mean, there are there are a lot. I of I think it's like for people with aspects. fish phobias. Yeah. Well, I think Jaws is one of the reasons why I don't go in the ocean. Yeah. There you go. So, and that, I think that's what it is. And I probably would not have been that way if, if not for this movie. So, I mean, but it's, it's just, it's horrifying, man. There's, it's, it's all about, um, it goes back to the way that it was filmed, right? Because if you have watched anything about Jaws, the, the shark that they built for this didn't work. So it went over eight, seven to eight months of original filming by Universal because they couldn't get the shark to work. So Steven Spielberg, was just one of his, I think his third film, he was 26 when he filmed it. Wow. And um, he actually uh, they thought he was going to get fired because he was, it was going so over. But he had to rewrite the script like every day because they could not use the shark that was being built. So they filmed it with just like you know the fin you don't mm. see the shark but you know it's there so and that in a, in a fact and that reason it makes the film more scary because you can't see what is there so because the shark didn't work and they had to film it that way the movie is more scary and then when you finally see it and you see like some of the things that it's doing to people like the um the kid at the beach just gets ripped apart oh, and yeah. then there's the guy that's in that little canoe where you actually see that he gets like dragged down and his leg gets ripped off. Um, Quint at the end gets taken underwater by him. I mean, there's there's a lot of like horrifying aspects to that movie. And I think it's that sharks are real and there have been shark attacks. I mean, there's few, but I mean, I think it just goes back to me like something that actually is real. Like Night of the Living Dead, I think is a is a uh, uh, is a, a scary movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you watch it for the first time, it's got a lot of weird undertones and it it makes you feel helpless at some points. But you, at the end of the day, you're like, oh, it's not real. But like, well, I, I I just to be personally, and that's me. Just to be uh, not a not to, I'm sorry, not to be a dick, um, but Night of the Living Dead is as real as that shit gets like because mm-hmm. you can take the zombies mm-hmm. right replace that with anything replace right, that replace right, that point. with a tornado hurricane yeah, yeah. uh you know any scenario where you have any kind of natural disaster that may force people to feel helpless mm-hmm. right and congregate in this single area where they and, and these are strangers that don't know each other now you have that psychological thriller that can happen at any time at any point uh, it's it's definitely something that can happen. That's not yeah. that's not a that's not a fantasy. Like I, I think more like maybe, um, like a like a Friday the Thirteenth might All right. be. All right, cool. That makes sense. Yeah, something like what you're thinking of, yeah. like using as a comparison. Right. Yeah. All right. That's a good point. So I mean, something that that I can't classify as like you know like a horror movie like um or Fire yeah. in the Sky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's like it's like um you know there are some movies that I watch where it's a little bit more. Um, easy to deal with because it's like I know that's like something that's not real mm-hmm. but when mm-hmm. I watch a movie like Jaws and I know that there are sharks out there and, and stuff like that could happen I mean obviously it's a 25 foot shark it's ridiculous it's a little over the top but I mean like that's horrifying you know um, so 
that movie would be my number one, and I think I've watched that more than anything. I watch it every 4th of July. It plays into the nice. fear of the unknown, which terrifies yeah. people because the ocean is like one of the most unexplored things. Mm-hmm. And people don't know anything about sharks. They know that they bite people, and they don't put the research into it like, hey, it's because they're testing things out. It's like right. they don't eat eat people. They chomp, and they're like, that's not a seal. Bye. Yeah. Um, and Peter Benchley, who wrote the book, was so devastated yes. that he did that because people went out and they like hunted like sharks. sharks. Like the Chinese industry of, you know, shark poaching is still crazy, but mm-hmm. people were like, we need to kill all the sharks. And there were like huge payouts for mm-hmm. sharks. And he was so devastated by this, that his foundation still is like one of the largest contributing mm-hmm. um, factors or founders. For like shark for, preservation. Yeah. Yeah. Shark preservation, just like sea life preservation but like that had i think that's the horror movie that had like the biggest fallout even though it isn't technically horror it goofed people up of all ages about the ocean well at the time my father was a like an avid water skier like Mm -hmm. all the time and when that movie came out my dad actually didn't go water skiing for a month yeah he was like it it screwed him up he's like okay i'm not going in the ocean you know so it's like I think it, everybody has that fear, you know, when you go out into the ocean. You can't see what's you in the ocean. You can't see what's there, and that's the most horrifying And it just part. puts that little bit... You know bit. what makes me not go in the ocean? What? The ocean. <laughs> the ocean, just the yeah, water. Just yeah. the water, like yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this summer I saw a crab, <laughs> like the size of like a little trick-or-treating pumpkin. I saw a crab that big holding a clam upside down it was swimming with just its back legs and it came near me and i flipped the f out and i haven't been back in the water since then i've gone to the beach like twice after that didn't go in the water everybody busts my balls about like oh you don't go in the ocean i'm like yeah man have you noticed how close sharks are getting to the shore now like four feet of water have fun man they're great (laughs) whites mako sharks they're all coming to the cape cod coast because a lot of seals are actually coming closer and that's their food so if you want to be mistake, like mistaken for a seal, go for it, man. I'm not going in the ocean. I'll swim in a pool. Don't Are care. sharks that dumb though? But they're not. It's not that. It's like they're you're you're basically. Are they like yeah? What a weird looking seal. <laughs> but any any like water or anything, it's like why even take a chance? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they it, they sense thrashing. They have uh the the snout of a shark has a millions of electrosensors. It's called the ampullae of Lorenzini, mm-hmm. and they just sense like. Thrashing What's into called? ampulae of, of Lorenzini. Lorenzini. Who the fuck is Lorenzini? He's the guy the who figured out that the snout um, amplifies all kinds of things. It picks oh. up it picks up electrical signals. So if yeah. or like if there's like a fish in distress or something. Yeah, they they go I for you the said distra- Lorenzini. Like <laughs> no, Lorenzini, like names. an Italian last oh. name. Yeah, yeah. But um, so, yeah. yeah, it's like remember Lorenzini. <laughs> <laughs> they get they have to put less work <laughs> into it. So if they sense like a kid like thrashing about. They're going to hope it's a, you know, a hurt seal. And they're just going to be like, here's an easy snack. They chomp. And then they're like, that's not what I thought it was. Bye. And they let it go. Well, it's like in the movie, he, uh, he, uh, Roy Scheider, the, the chief Brody basically says, he's like, if you open up the beaches on the 4th of July, he's like, all of that is actually like ringing the dinner bell. You know, like they're going to come because it's all this activity and it, they sense that and they come closer and that's what happens. Um, but see what I mean? Like just the fact like this movie like you know a lot about sharks yeah you know i mean like you've you've seen it i've seen it like everybody knows what you're talking about when you say jaws in that movie it's just like that's why it's my number one it's just there should be a, a movie called the ampulae of lorenzini that's actually kind of <laughs> cool that would be pretty that would be awesome yeah that's 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 awesome <laughs> all right well with that being said those are our 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 ah this see ah. man i sometimes i can't um those are our Three top horror <laughs> movies. Horror. Um, ha- Those are our top three horror movies, kid. So uh, <laughs> we'll be back in a little bit. Now let's just take a second to hear a little bit about our sponsor. Supply and demand investing. Guys, not all investments are created equal. Did you know growth stocks devote most of their revenue in trying to expand or grow the company and offer investors little to no dividend payout? 
Sounds like fucking bullshit. Right? But value stocks split their revenue between trying to expand or grow the company and give their buyers dividend payouts. That sounds better. But the question is, which of these two means of investing do you think has performed better over the past 10 years? Well, to find out, go to supplyanddemandinvesting.com slash redbeard. That's us, guys. Go to supplyanddemandinvesting.com slash redbeard. Supply and demand investing helps compare investments in the hopes of delivering better than average results, whether they be long-term, short-term, or just something in the middle. And remember, like any good sports team, like the New York football giants, yeah. When it comes to investing, there are times to play offense by investing in things like the S&P 500 and times to play defense by investing in things like bonds, CDs, or cash. So I say, go Patriots! Yeah, but if we're talking defense, it's the New York football giants all day. Yeah, uh, but it's the Pats because they won last year. Hello, creeps. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> You're listening to Tony and Cooley on the Red Beard Podcast. <laughs> so, all of us know what ghosts are, and um, it's Halloween, so they're everywhere. So, Cooley, you don't believe in ghosts. Nope. Ren, do you believe in ghosts? I believe in the paranormal. Okay, that's a good answer. <laughs> All right. I believe in, in ghosts um, for a lot of different reasons, like close family, family members of mine have seen stuff, um, and they are not the type of people to lie about stuff like that. Um, so for that reason, I mean, I believe in them. But Ren, uh, you and I were talking the other day, and you said that you have had some experiences Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to hear them. Okay. <laughs> so go for it. So I grew up, this is a preface. I grew up in a house that was built, I think in 1892. It was an old farmhouse and like the first in the area. And they just built houses around ours. Yeah. It's on like, it's my house, a street, a house across from us. And then it's just straight up woods and a river. So like, that's where I lived for 25 years of my life. Okay. So it's pretty pretty spooky area. There's a cemetery like 50 yards from my house. Um, okay. That's pretty spooky. There's a like a an assisted living home where they like straight up walk people around the block on stretchers. So I grew up in like <laughs> yeah, I grew up in like a weird area. <laughs> yeah, even that's though a little, that's legit. Yeah, like okay. you just be playing in the yard and you're like, oh, freaking <laughs> k. Yeah. So it's weird. Um, But my house. So the only person that we know like died at the house was the woman who owned it before us. Husband was like mowing the yard and had like a heart attack. And I think his name was Dave or that's what we just called him. So whenever anything spooky happened in the house, mom was like, oh, hey, Dave. Mm. But like weird shit would happen where you try to debunk it. But it was always really creepy. Like drafts where there wouldn't be a reason to have a draft and um you know just like weird changes in temperature yeah weird changes in temperature and like weird things with electrical and one time the microwave like the letters just like spazzed out the numbers on it spazzed out and then it said hey and then it said dog and i was like nope and just like yeah and just unplugged it and i was like absolutely not like absolutely not like <laughs> just like and then like this was before like yo dog like happened yeah. like this was when i was much younger but it was like d-o-g not d-o-double-g yeah. um but like <laughs> it was super weird and i was like nope yeah and we'd be left home a lot we had this gate in our backyard my dad built a gate because our back store neighbors were all kids around our age and like the gate would just fly open even though it was locked like the lock would just like be unlocked mm-hmm. for some reason fall out and just like swing violently the um screen door would pop open and like swing violently just like lots of really weird things um there was also a creepy attic in between my bedroom um cuz it was like a crawl space attic it wasn't okay. like an above attic and like weird shit was found in it 
and you would hear like creepy like bumpy noises in it even though there was no like hot water pipe there was no like heating pipe to run through there there was nothing in there yeah you just hear like creepy bumping noises and not like rat bumping noises like violent bumping noises yeah and that's where my bed was um oh, okay that's cool <laughs> it, was, it wasn't cool yeah no that was sarcastic <laughs> <laughs> that's me being scared for you yeah but like creepy shit happened all the time and there was other things like condensation on the walls would just like drip down like there'd just be like weird drops on the wall that would come down and it was like mm-hmm. blood no it wasn't like blood it was just like it would be like wet but like the roof was fine there were no water pipes or anything it would just be like condensation would form on this one wall and yeah just like weird shit yeah have you ever seen like an apparition no i've never seen an apparition i don't know if i'd necessarily believe in like intelligent haunts but i believe in like residual haunts where yeah, yeah. energy has been around mm-hmm. and is so strong in an area that maybe somebody might see something but well, they, it's always they've the said same too, thing like if you see somebody walk through a wall if you do research at one time there's probably a door there yeah you know yeah. so it's like a residual haunting totally um yeah but have you ever seen anybody walk through a wall i haven't but other people have <sighs> did you know that i've spoken to a couple um uh, custodians that work in the mall and they've been working there since the mall first opened. Oh yeah. I've and heard they, all uh, kinds of stories at the they, mall. Uh, they've actually, there was a guy that I spoke to. He's been there forever, man. And like, sometimes I would, I would see him in the elevator and we'd start talking. And it was like last year around this time he was like, yeah, he's like, it came up and he said that he was in the parking garage, um, on level like B three or something like that. And he was like cleaning some stuff up. It was late at night and he saw like a legit, like woman walk right through one of the walls of the parking garage. And he was like, yep, that's it. I'm going home. There's, there's been so many deaths at that mall, like so many suicides, so many deaths. Like Mm -hmm. it's wild. And I've heard all kinds of stories, especially if you go to the pizza place in the food court, they'll tell you all kinds of crazy stories because they just like, they've had haunts at the pizza place where like the, the main, like the main lady there was making pizza dough. And then she felt like some, like she heard the door, open and someone walk in and then someone walk out and like someone like touch her shoulder yeah and she turned around and she's like what and then there was nothing there and she was like nope yeah um but yeah i totally believe it the mall in the first like month it was open and like what two suicides or something like that people like falling off the escalators yeah dropping like five floors yeah 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 so, there's um there's also one of the other custodians there he said that one night he had closed up and he was walking past down there where citizens used to be and um he heard like music and he was mm-hmm. like what and he like went back and the entire like build a bear store was lit up and like stuff was on and, which like, they could have been like someone working in well, there which there is was, more than likely there was no one there though like there was no one in the store anymore and i mean and it, like things like that yeah could be, you, like, you can debunk thing. it so you easy. know what i mean like who knows but, but like strange yes possibly something else maybe i think it's all still weird i think it's all in the strength of the mind i Mm. think even if they're like if we could dull down our minds right now we might see something but our mind tricks us into saying like no there's nothing there or like we can't see our nose on our face even though we should be able to see our nose at all times it's only when we're like really focusing on it Mm -hmm. or we're really tired like oh that's my nose in front of my face i feel like a lot of these experiences or when people are like really, really tired and it's really late at night and, you know, your brain can allow you to see crazy shit. Right. Not to say that you're, you know, delusional and you're seeing these things. That's one thing. Or that your mind's just like not sharp enough to trick you out of not seeing it. I mean, I definitely believe in like your mind playing tricks on you. Yeah. That's happened to me. Um, totally. I, I mean, I've said before, like not going to tell the whole story, but like when I was a kid, you know, my dad brought in like a bike really quick for my sister, which was before Christmas and like said, Santa just dropped it off. And like, mm-hmm. I literally looked outside and saw like these reindeer hoofs fly by the window. Like it totally didn't happen, but yeah. I saw it. Like I can yeah. still see it. My mind made me see that. So seeing something that vivid, you know, and, and then knowing like that your mind can play tricks on you, that's totally possible. So oh, I believe yeah. in that. Um, I mean, like, I think one of the coolest experiences I can't, you know, I, I wasn't there, but like, like close to me was, um, my grandmother 
saw mm-hmm. something. Uh, this was a couple of years after my grandfather passed away. She was in her kitchen and my grandmother didn't even tell me this, which was weird. Like, she, like my dad was like, Hey, did you, did you know that grandma saw ghosts? I'm like, when he's like, Oh, a couple months ago. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So like I asked my grandmother and she said, yeah, she goes, I was in the kitchen making like toast. She goes, and I felt like somebody was in the kitchen with me. She's like, and I turn around, she goes, and there's a blue haze in the middle of my kitchen. She goes, standing there. She goes, and I couldn't really see anything, but below that I saw pants and shoes. She goes, and they were the same shoes and pants your grandfather used to wear. She goes, so I stood there, and I wasn't afraid of it. The shoes turned around. She goes, and walked out to the kitchen and then turned the, uh, the hallway. She goes, and I followed it. She mm-hmm. goes, and right as it turned the hallway, I turned immediately after and it was gone. She goes, and I don't know what it was. She goes, but that's, I think it was your grandfather checking up on me. You know what I mean? But it's like my grandmother, like she believes in that stuff, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's not like she was looking for anything. Right. You know, it just was there, you know? So she was just going about her, her normal day, you know, and like that happened. So it's not like she was, you know, you know, didn't visit like a psychic or something, you know, it's just so random. So, um, I don't know. I mean, like I've, I haven't seen anything. I've gone, you know, the stupid ghost hunting you do with your friends. And like, we try to get like EVP stuff and like, we've been to the lad center and Exeter and all the stuff and we've never seen anything. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, do I want to see something? No, you because definitely if I don't. Do, I'm probably going to lose my shit. I've had like one visitation dream. I'll call visitation. Yeah. Um, I've never dreamt about my grandmother. Like she's one person who, went out of her way to relate to me like when i was a super weird gothy teen she's like i read a book about black market organ thievery and i was like cool like she just went way out of her way to be super accepting and she was awesome never had a dream about her i was like in a really bad way um in my last job and like things were not going well for me and i got like a a visitation quote-unquote dream from her where she's like everything's gonna be fine and like I ended up getting a new car. I ended up getting a new job. Um, everything evened out with like my living situation, and I was like, "That was weird." Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't know that I was gonna get a car at all. Like I was just like, "Hey, it's probably a good idea that I look into this," and everything just happened to fall into place yeah. super strangely. So, and then I never had a dream about her again. That's cool. So it's like, huh? And like I woke up crying without even like recalling the dream first. So I was mm-hmm. just like. That was super weird. Yeah, that's 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 cool. Um, Cooley, by your silence, I can tell you're like (laughs) (laughs) just like whatever about all this stuff. But you um, you actually went to a psychic recently and had a reading done. And you said that like after that, some things started to make sense. So, I mean, like, how does that affect the way you feel about things? Not it doesn't really. because yeah just like nothing nothing was like overly specific yeah Mm. um and i told you in during the podcast before i went to go and see the medium that she would have to be specific yeah all right with things like you can't just throw out a bunch of names and like be like which one makes sense to you like you know it's like yeah all right i don't know matthew mark luke john paul uh, any of those? <laughs> anything? Anything? <laughs> David? Yeah, David. Oh, David's here. Cool. <laughs> David's still yeah. alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Imagine I mean, there were, their credibility out the window. <laughs> I mean, no, there were there were things that she seemed like she was like kind of spot on about, but there were things that, but they weren't specific. It was just generalizations. Yeah. That could have fit for anybody. So, um, it was interesting. I mean, I would probably do it again with like another one just to see like, you know, what they can do or whatever. But yeah. I mean, like I I have not been impressed yet and. I just don't, yeah, man. Like, I feel like, like you said, like, I mean, I think I feel the opposite though. Like you, you said, uh, Ren, that, mm-hmm. you know, like you think it's like, you know, you, you get tired and you're like, you know, on your way to, on your way to sleep and like your brain starts to like, you know, allow you to see things. Yeah. I think you're tired and you're on your way to sleep and your brain is just like 
fucked up because like you're on your way <laughs> to sleep and you're just like you start dreaming before you close your eyes kind of like when you go in the basement as a kid and you're like there's a monster there even though yeah. you know there's not mm-hmm. yeah and like your, your brain is just like yo you should be in bed right now sleeping but you know you're not so i'm just gonna start without you bye <laughs> um and and i think that's like you know what because like i mean even recently like you know, like I'd be falling asleep and I would hear like voices and I'd be like, oh, shit. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, I was definitely on my way out. Um, and then mm. I would just go to sleep. Um, I mean, I just don't like I mean, like your situation, <laughs> as you're describing it, I'm saying to myself, man, like you are just like set up to have your imagination run wild. Like, like seriously, like mm-hmm. I mean, you're living in a spooky house. Yeah. You're like you're like in the, the nightmare before Christmas land. I don't buy any of it. I just don't like it. There's nothing. There's nothing that makes me feel like there's like actual um, factual communication with like the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's limited contact for adults um, like psychics. It's hard for me to believe in like I'll see medium shows and like Teresa Caputo from the Long Island oh, medium. Really? Sometimes she just gets so specific where I want to believe that there's, you know, like an afterlife and that someone can be tapped into that. But then other times I'm very skeptical and I'm just like, there's, there's a good no, chance. Teresa's that the one that I need to meet. I need to meet Teresa yeah. because if like she comes up to me and she tells me some specific shit, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. 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 So, but, but like the, the one only medium that I actually have, watched on tv that i actually believe Teresa caputo maybe but like the hollywood medium the young kid he's like he doesn't know who any of these people are before he meets them mm-hmm. and like he like he met like uh tlc and he's like talking to this lady and she's like do you know who i am and he's like i don't know who you are and she's like and then he shows she shows him the album Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's like, I don't know what this is. And she had to like explain to him, but he's like saying specific stuff about like left eye who died, where mm-hmm. she died, how she died. Like he doesn't know all the stuff. However, I don't some know. of this stuff, I will back up for a second. Some of this stuff, it's the Hollywood medium. All of that stuff could have been found, could have been found online. Wikipedia, like totally. Easy. The only one that actually really made me believe in this kid was he met um, uh, Alan Thicke. Um, before mm-hmm. he died and did an interview with him and mm-hmm. they showed the tape he was talking to him and he said I he goes I'm just getting like a feeling he's like is there anybody in your family with like heart disease or like heart palpitations or and he's like he's like no nobody in my family he's like I don't know why I keep seeing this vision of a heart in my head he's like and I can't get it out he goes and it's just telling me there's something heart related um that maybe you should look into whatever. And then, uh, two months later he dies of a heart attack and then Um, they, and then they end up showing the tape to his wife. I mean like that, that for me, it could be coincidence. I feel like there's so much, so many people die from heart related things like heart disease and heart attacks and all kinds of things are mostly heart related. So I feel like that's an easy out. Like, yeah, it's spooky that that correlated, but I feel like Hollywood medium is tough because any one of those people that he's going to be interviewing, he can just wicked easily be like, here's all this internet info mm. before he even goes into it. Like, if you don't know TLC, that's bull crap because everybody right. knows no scrubs. Like, you, you can be like, oh, young kid. Like, he wouldn't happen to know, you know, maybe like new kids on the block specifically. But mm-hmm. everybody knows TLC because of those, like, yeah. two specific songs that they had. So... I'm really, like, skeptical about that. Teresa Caputo, I'm skeptical on, too, because, like, Long Island's only so big, and she's just around Long Island all the time. But, like... Yeah. I don't know. I think... I think for adults, it's harder to see those paranormal things. I think for, like, kids and animals, I've seen, like, some real specific stuff with kids and animals on shows where Mm. I'm like, oh, that's spooky. When, like, I saw a kid who he's like, oh, yeah, this is this is so-and-so. He wears headphones, though, and, you know, he's really good at drums and blah, blah, blah. And there was, like, a kid who lived, like, three decades before who was, like, an adult man who had headphones because he was autistic and he was a drummer. And, like, the kid would have had no way of knowing that. And as they're interviewing, they're like, oh, well, where, where do you see him? And he's like, I see him, like, here. And they're like, oh, like, in this room? And he's like, no, he's right here. 
and I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've seen I mean, specific yeah. stuff with kids. I, that that stuff always freaks me out. Like when my I was joking with uh, Don the other day, I, like or this is actually a while ago. He I don't say the other day, but he he has a, um, when he was had his first kid, she'd be upstairs and like we would hear her talking to herself, and I'm like. Yo, like, what's Gianna doing? And he's like, Oh yeah, she just like talks to herself sometimes. And I'm like, Right, but it seems like she's having a conversation with somebody. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's her imaginary friend. I'm like, Bro, so maybe you should probe a little bit more because if she's talking to somebody and having a conversation, like, I understand the imaginary friend thing, but like, that's a pretty in depth conversation for a three year, a four year old. Yeah, you know, like I just. Like for me, if my kid ever said like, imagine if I'm like, tell me about your friend. Like, yeah. let's figure out what the hell's going on. And then it's like, <laughs> like oh, my friend's it, painted really- red with yeah. blood. <laughs> like if it's her imaginary friend, cool. But like, I'm asking some questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just because I'm got to be protective, you know, I don't know. Like that stuff freaks me out. Yeah. If there's like a conversation going on, <laughs> right. that's, that's some shit. Yeah. You're answering questions that like, I don't even think you understand yet. You know, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I mean, it's the shit like the, uh, you know, those like paintings that you see at the mall that, you know, you look at them and like, if you look and you. It's like a pretty lady and then it's a skeleton. They, oh, you oh, you could see the boat. You mean like the magic eye? <laughs> like a, like the shit, like the shit, like where you, it's all different colors and patterns. Oh, and stuff yeah, like that. yeah, and yeah. If you look at it like Only close specific enough, people can see it. If, like, is, the right is, that what, is that what the supernatural is like? Because I feel like. It's just like all. How do all these other people that claim to have seen all this stuff, right? How do mm-hmm. they? How come nobody else sees it? Like I don't. I don't. That's what I don't get. It's like, are you serious? Like, mm, I don't know. I think it has to do with like, um, you know, it, I'm like, special. I feel like if you go looking <laughs> for stuff, you know what I mean. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're, you probably won't see it. You know. But it, it's all about. This shit isn't love, man. This is. This is. <laughs> The supernatural, like, I mean, we're talking about like forces that are supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. If they're there, they're there. Why can't we see it? I, I don't, dude, I can't explain that for you. That's why it's, that's why it's like unknown. And I feel like there are some people that just are more spiritually open to it. And maybe that's why they're more receptacle to it. Like re- receptacle. <laughs> they're more, uh, yeah, susceptible to it. I just think it's, um, it's, it's interesting. It's unexplainable. That's why, I mean, it's cool to kind of talk about this stuff. Um, then again, dude, I mean, I would love to see something, but I'm, I never have, you know, um, it's, it's, it's super strange, man. You know, it really is. Um, I think if I was to see something like, I hope that I would be more of like a positive experience. Like, I don't want to see like some weird things going to scare the shit out of me. Like my see, but it's, it, it goes down to, so I have friends that don't believe in this stuff mm-hmm. and then they see stuff and then it changes how they think about everything. Like one of my friends was dropping his sister off to work in Exeter, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knows about the lad school, but doesn't give a shit. It's a, it's a, a school that was uh, for people with mental disabilities that was shut down in the eighties mm-hmm. because there were orderlies raping the patients people were getting beaten it was a horrible place right they shut it down the state shut it down it's there um a lot of people say it's haunted whatever but there's a rehabilitation clinic that was that was put next built right next to that Mm -hmm. for people that have like drug abuse and need trying to go through the whole process right so my my friend is dropping off his uh his sister to work and drops her off and then later he comes back picks her up and mm-hmm. they're going out and he's talking to his sister in the car looking and she says, Oh my God, stop. And he slams on the brakes and looks right in front of him. And there's like a 14 year old girl in a, in like a hospital gown oh standing God. in the middle of the, of the road. He gets out to see if he can help her girl disappears. And he was like, what the f- hell was that? Like, you know what I mean? Like they, he couldn't explain it, but he's like, dude, he's like, she literally disappeared in front of my face. Right. He's like, I got out because I thought I needed to help this person. Turns out she wasn't really even there. So there, she's leaving work. He's driving around to work, not thinking about this, mm-hmm. just having a conversation. And this happens, you know, so stuff like that, you know, it's, it's super interesting. I mean, the only other, the, the probably the coolest thing that I've ever heard too. And I don't know if this is, this is like a, this has happened to a couple people. Um, 
if you read like Rhode Island ghost stories, there's something called, uh, it's going to be funny for me, but it's called uh, the redheaded hitchhiker. They're a hitchhiker of 44. <laughs> oh, and, I've like, heard hitchhiker in, um, in uh, Route 44 in Massachusetts, there have been people that have been driving down the road and they see a hitchhiker on the side of the road that has like red hair. He's wearing like um, uh, jeans and a white t-shirt or like a long uh, like button down white shirt. And they pass him and keep going. And this, this three or four people have said that they passed this hitchhiker. And then he was sitting in the back seat in their car. And this one woman like freaked out. She pulled over to the side of the car and like it, it was gone. And she called the cops and the cops were like, we can't find anybody. She's like, there was somebody in my back seat. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not stupid and whatever. So, I mean, that's an interesting story. A lot of people have had that. I played a joke on my friend once where we were in, we were in, route 44 and we were way ahead of him and mm-hmm. i was like i told my buddy i was like hey man like drop me off like just drop me off and i was like literally had like a white shirt on and jeans oh, no. and i started walking down the street with my with my thing out and i see my buddy's truck coming down and like you know when you see somebody coming down and they slowly pull like away from the side yeah he gets into like the opposite lane to be like what and then he keeps going <laughs> and so then uh we finally met up he's like yo where where'd you go i thought you were in front of us i was like yeah man we stopped at a, a convenience store to get some gum or whatever and so i was like so i think you like passed us and then he's like yo dude we were driving <laughs> and i think i saw that guy he's like he was had red hair he was he was wearing a white shirt jeans like dude i think did you see anybody i was like no i didn't see anybody and i was like i was like what did you say he was wearing he's like a white shirt jeans and as he's and as he's telling this to me he's looking at me and he goes oh man fuck you he's like he's like, he's like saying what he's wearing and realize yeah. i'm wearing the same thing and i was like i was like yeah man it was me i was like i have red hair i'm wearing a white shirt and jeans uh but you know like so you play pranks on people but it's crazy how like something as simple as that made him think he actually saw oh yeah you know i mean it's clearly just you know his, his friend that he didn't recognize that's the funny thing yeah so weird yeah so i don't know but i think um it was fun to talk about this stuff being that halloween's coming up uh this weekend or on tuesday rather so um mm-hmm. i don't know anybody else got anything else they want to add jigsaw comes out tonight um i'm gonna check it out it's probably gonna be horrible but whatever it's gonna be it's, not good <laughs> yeah it's, it's gonna be not dumb but good. it's it's gonna be a lot of stupid deaths and dumb people making bad decisions but it's gonna be fun absolutely whatever you got anything cooly i got nothing nothing all right we'll see you guys next week on the red beard podcast until then take it easy and happy halloween (laughs) thanks for listening to this episode of the red beard podcast and remember please make sure to like us on our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes to make sure you get all of our latest videos and episodes. And you can always find us and comment on anything we've talked about or what you'd like to hear at redbeardpodcast.com.